0: You're tuned into to Cray Weeks Concepts with your favorite host, Cray Thibodeau. Bringing you the latest in wellness, investment, and business, please follow and add to your playlist. Make sure you tune in every Wellness Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. What's good, everybody? It's your girl, Cray Thibodeau, back with another Wellness Wednesday episode. I appreciate you all for joining me and find this retaping of episode four a bit ironic. Um, Creative Concepts is a podcast founded on the beliefs that once we address issues stemming from our life experiences, we can progress to heal. So every Wednesday, we're going to have a down-to-earth, off-shift conversation about business, wellness, and investment concepts to take our thinking, you know, to new heights. Well, last Wednesday, I created something similar, the same episode. Um, I got in the booth, quote unquote, <laughs> like Jay-Z or Wayne, and then put something together and boom, it was done. Well, not this past week. I had a glitch in my recording, which somehow makes sense. Let me be more clear. Have you ever felt like the universe is telling you something? I mean, like I went to record today's episode last week, regular time, and then I saved it Put it all together, compiled it, and when I listened to it again, it had a glitch in it. And that was a sign. Our concept for last week was depression. The episode's name was Debunking Depression. So I'm re recording this after a huge shift over the week. And I want to make sure that we address this properly. While I think what I recorded last week was great, again, there's more that's gone on, and I think we should really pay attention to that. First off, let's decide what the heck depression is. Let's talk about that. All right? Some people think that it's a severe recession (laughs) in the economy or the market. True. Other people know it to be more um, feelings-based and have to do with severe... um, dejection or, um, a feeling of sadness for a prolonged period of time. So the main types of depression, the heightened types of depression that you will see in anyone who says that they're depressed are clinical depression, which is a mental health disorder. It's characterized by persistently, um, down moods or a loss of interest in activities, um, persistent depressive disorder, which is mild, but long-term um, up to about two years or more. Bipolar disorder. That's a disorder associated with episodes of mood swings ranging from like depressive lows to manic highs. Um, bipolar two. I don't know. A lot of people um, know about bipolar two, but it's a type of bipolar disorder that's characterized by depressive and hypomanic episodes. So, um, lots of manic, um, Changes in behavior, and we'll get into that a little bit deeper. Postpartum depression, a lot of you ladies out there might know a little bit about this. Some men get postpartum depression as well, so this is something that occurs after childbirth. Now, once we actually figure out what type of depression we're thinking of and talking about, we can then begin to examine the different types of depression that we need to learn more about, right? So those are the main categories. There's plenty of different types of depression, of course, but I want to make sure that everyone understands what we're debunking tonight. All right? So there's major depression, persistent depressive disorders, um seasonal affective disorders, those types of things. Now, as I mentioned to you all before, I am not a doctor. However, Being from the mental health field as a behavioral therapist has really changed my perspective on looking inward before I can offer any insight outward. And I want to make sure that we get straight to the point about this because it is not a game. It's not one of those things that we can overlook. We all know someone who has depression or who has been depressed. So please, The reason for us actually acknowledging this term is to make sure that we are cognizant of the objective here and that we speak lightly about this because there are lots of ways that we could indirectly insult someone who is dealing with something or battling through something, a quiet storm that none of us know anything about. So please keep that in mind when you're listening to this podcast today. Now, I'm going to keep it 100 with you guys. It is the next morning. It's Thursday morning. It took me a whole week to get around to actually rebroadcasting this episode. And I think that there's a distinct reason why. I couldn't quite understand how I wasn't making the time in the day. But over the whole week, there have been so many things going on that you and I have been experiencing And I think it's about time we pay attention to all of that. And depression happens to be the result of many things. At times when we're in our communities, we are feeling a certain type of way. And these days especially are the most critical times that we can be aware of our personal state and our mentality as it pertains to the way that society is shaped I want to talk to you guys tonight about 10 natural depression treatments. All right. At at the point that I talk to you about these depression treatments, I want you to challenge yourself. I want you to think outside of the box and figure out ways that you do this on a daily basis. If you can figure out ways that you contribute to your own natural depression treatments, you are on the right track and you're better off on a holistic level than you would be if you were to go and, I don't know, go see a doctor or um, go and get some pills. If anything, I err on the side of naturopathy. So you're going to hear nothing but clean, hard, cold facts from me and ways that we can look within ourselves or search within our community to get the help that we need outside of uh, programmed medicine. All right. So, Let's talk about this um, and I'll give you an example for For instance. Depression is one of those things that I've gone back and forth with. You can call me a teeter-totter of sorts. <laughs> uh, there are times in my life when things are great and grandiose and I'm at my ultimate high and I've never felt better. And then there are times um, throughout my life that something may have occurred and the result of that occurrence or that decision turns into something that I, for whatever reason, allow to take me over. The reason I'm sharing this is because I know one of us out there listening to this has felt this before or has seen it in someone else. And it's about time that we get clear on what it is that we're experiencing. Now, I'm not going to say I'm 100% happy all the time. But I'm nowhere near where I was when I found out what depression really looked like in college as I got ready to leave my senior year and found out that um, money was being laundered from me while I was uh, getting financial aid. And I was going to graduate $32,000 in debt from this family member, stealing my identity and taking my money, the financial aid money I actually needed to return back. (laughs) Um, Fast forward to, gosh, I'd say maybe a year ago, I had this fabulous teaching job and I was impacting high school kids, 10th through 12th graders. So you got to think these children are about 15 to 18 years old. They're in a prime time of their life and they're so excited about what's getting ready to come. And most of the time, you know, kids understand the need for education. But this generation, because this generation now that is at this age, it's 2020, there's so much at their disposal. They don't really have a need to be stuck behind four white walls listening to the same drab thing when they have that same knowledge at their fingertips. So it was really hard for me as an educator, to sit back and watch students come into my classroom and feel that energy of them not wanting to be there or um, you know that their time would have been better devoted in other areas. Now, as an educator, I was teaching business. So I was teaching entrepreneurial class and um, I was given the role of uh, running an academy which was a um, prestigious academy inside the high school I was running, uh, working at. The cool part about working at this academy was that I was able to reach so many students and it was a Title I school and Title I means that there's a high percentage of the students that get free or reduced lunch. So I knew I was making a direct impact to some of the communities that I would have never been able to otherwise. Which was my whole ultimate goal was to see these kids progress at a level that I never would have been offered um, at high school level. Now, as a business teacher in the high school level, you're thinking, man, you know, I might bump into some kids that are ready to start their own business. Or need to know a little bit about finance to figure out how to find funding to start their own business. Or maybe, um, you know, I'll work with some students who find that they want to go to college for business and I can help them get scholarships. There is a plethora of ways that I was able to help these kids in our community. What happened was, what had happened was, (laughs) is... My first year in being a business teacher, I was so pumped to get in there. I was like, yo, I'm about to change the world. Like I'm literally about to produce the next Obama. Let's go. Well, that didn't quite happen. Okay. By my second year of teaching, I was told, hey, Mark Cray, you're doing a fabulous job. But we need you to take on a few more courses. like, okay, now how am I going to do that? All right. My first year of teaching, I had six courses to teach over the school year. So I had four courses, um, that were all different courses, my first semester. And then in the next semester, I had those four courses and then added two more on, right? So this was offering a nice cohesive list of business opportunities to the kids my curriculum actually matched with that academy that I was telling you about. So these kids were getting double credited. So they were walking out of my program with the certificate um, from the academy and saying, hey, you did this wonderful stuff. You have these uh, projects that you can turn in. Good on you. Right. Now, here I am thinking I'm making an impact. And I felt like I was at first. But, yo, I'm telling you, those last few months I was like hey I don't know if teaching is for me not that the gift of teaching wasn't what I possessed because I think we all have gifts but it was like can I handle this amount of pressure does my administration know what I do day in and day out enough to realize that I can't take on this amount of responsibility my second year of teaching nah Nobody cared. Nobody paid attention to that, right? And here's where systematic structure comes in and people kind of get lost in the sauce. When you're at work or you're in a profession that you tend to excel in regularly and someone comes and hands you a nice big fat pile of extra, okay, extra shit. That's when you decide, hey, has the rubber met the road for me? Is this the right position for me? Does this job or does this career serve me as a person? And am I capable of actually serving the community that I'm here to serve? Am I making an impact? Am I doing what I thought I was going to do? So all of these things were running around in my head over and over and over again. And I think I told you guys this before. I'm an empath. So... That means that I'm the type of person that if you tell me something and I learn enough about it, I will internally start to feel some type of way about what you've told me good, bad, indifferent. I still will feel it in my system. And that enough, that being enough as an empath was something that was an enlightenment for me when I came to my third year of teaching, as soon as I was told that I was going to have nine classes, nine different courses to teach and have to create lesson plans in all of those courses. This includes a club and opening a student store and doing after school work and potentially um, offering a zero hour, which is before school. So to you have to run this back to be serving students who in this day and time do not want to walk into the building. And feel like all you want to do is be a badass teacher. That in itself was a mountain that I did not feel like climbing. Not that I couldn't. Okay. Clearly in my head, I'm like, yo, I'm a national fitness competitor. Let's go. First couple of months of school, it was over. I was like, let's do this, man. If I, if I'm lying, I'm flying. I, I, was sick by second semester. The top of second semester, I was like, yo, I need to go to the doctor. Something's wrong with me. I had headaches. I had diarrhea. My stomach was in knots all the time. And guess what, guys? It came down to me and my system as an empath fighting depression. I was internally battling with myself, trying to change my behavior, trying to, you know, um, uplift my lifestyle, trying to give myself natural treatments, and it just wasn't working. So you can imagine how I felt when I got a phone call from my doctor saying, hey, Ms. Thibodeau, can we have you come in? We need to talk to you about your uh, blood count. Like, my blood count? The blood count? Nah. Okay? Now, diabetes runs in my family. So I was like, okay, well maybe I'm, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm like gestational or, or, uh, or onset onset of, of diabetes. So I was like, no big deal. I go in there now. It's no secret guys. My white cells over the past few years have been cancerous. Many of you guys know this. Many of you guys know I have been diagnosed, battled won very quick. Okay. Because I caught it. I knew exactly what was going on, but my story doesn't end there. My story has to do with me paying attention to my health. This is the reason why I decided to get real serious about fitness because what we do with our bodies has everything to do with where we're going in life. Right. And so our bodies are usually channeled to our brains, right? Sometimes it's a little off. Okay. (laughs) But most of the time, we need to be paying attention to our own personal self in order to understand what we're going to do to move forward and progress. And I wasn't paying attention to myself. I was paying attention to my mission. I was paying attention to um, my curriculum, I was paying attention to my students. Um, I was paying attention to the lack of support within the building and from parents. And I was like, yo, I swore I was going to be a principal after year three, there was a fast track program. My administrators were like, yep, you're in there. You go ahead and you teach those kids. And as soon as you hit your third year, we will put you in the fast track program. Now, I'm not going to act like I didn't make some wrong decisions that actually helped with that depression, but work, my nine to five should have been a place where I went to get away from that. You know how they say, don't bring your stress into work. That was what work was supposed to be for me was a, an outlet. You know, I'm working with kids. How can you not be excited to work with kids? You know, I drove a, a hard ship in my classroom. You know, I kept the, the energy high. I was teaching some real difficult things, fun and difficult things. And come February, y'all, I decided I was going to slow down and go on medical leave. I couldn't do it anymore. Climbing the mountain was so heavy on my system. I was carrying rocks on my back, if you get what I'm saying. It was way too much. So I'm super passionate about this topic for a reason because my doctor pulling me in said your blood count is so high in your abdomen that we're going to need to make sure that this cancerous cell didn't pop back up. And what we're going to need to do is diagnose what that is. And thank God, thank goodness. It turned out to be an ovarian failure from fitness, actually, and some of the pills that I've taken, it's kind of inconclusive, but it's all based on my stress, okay? And my abdominal area is where I carry most of my stress. And you will find, if you research where most of us carry our stress from our brain, the ventricle system will actually tie your organs to your brain and change the methodology of how your body copes based on how your brain feels and how your organs function. This is why kids who are under distress get diarrhea. This is why adults who are under distress get backed up. Let's talk about it. Now, since I'm at where I am right now, I did want to make sure that we address what we talked about last week. Every week we're going to talk about Something new that's going to take us to the next week. My question to you last week, if you can remember, was, are you doing what you're born to do? It's so funny when you take a moment to sit down and reflect and pay attention to where you've come in your life and where you've been. And I know for a fact last week when I asked you guys that question, I definitely answered no when I was working as a high school education teacher. So let's talk about some natural depression treatments because these are the things that it's going to take to help get over those things. You may be able to help a friend and save a life. I would say number one, get a routine, right? If you're depressed, you need a routine, all right? Um, Depression can strip away your structure for your life. Um, One day melts into the next. And then it sets a gentle daily schedule um, and you can help yourself get back on track if you have a routine. All right. Number two, set goals. I'm a big um, dream boarder. I haven't done really much of that this year, but my daughter and I always set out a plan to do a dream board once a year. And those types of goals, visual goals in front of you can really be helpful. So that's just a little hint. Make sure that you feel like you're accomplishing something. Um, set those daily goals for yourself. Don't just make it for your year; make it for your day. Um, even if it's creating a list, right? Um, as you start to feel better, you can you can add more challenging goals. And um, the next one I would say is exercise. You guys know I love this one. Make sure that exercise helps you throughout your day, even if it's something simple, small, and for a short period of time, okay? Um, It temporarily boosts feel-good chemicals. Um, Those are called our endorphins. I like to call exercise a mood regulator, right? So this being a regular thing for you can encourage your brain to rewire itself in positive ways. And um, you never know how much you need, but you don't need to run marathons to get the benefit, okay? You can just do like something simple like walking a few times a week, and that can really help get outside as well. <laughs> um, I would say next, definitely eat healthy. And these are not in these are not in um, order. I'm just throwing them out there, but definitely eat healthy. There's no magic diet, you guys. Die it. There's no magic diet. Healthy self is heal thyself. Write that down. Healthy self, if you break it up, is heal thyself. Okay? So nothing fixes depression that is health-related as it pertains to eating food, but it's a good idea to watch what you eat, and it tends to make you overeat when you're depressed, believe it or not, or undereat. Um, and over-control your eating. So really pay attention to the balance of your food and your intake. Um, And I would say nothing's definitive. So uh, just make sure that you are offering omega fatty, omega-3 fatty acids, um, like tuna and salmon to your diet if you are not allergic. Um, Folic acids, such as spinach or avocado, um, can be used to help ease depression. All right? And lastly, get enough sleep. Please, by all means get enough sleep. I had somebody message me this week telling me some crazy stuff about what he saw in the media and he could not come to our meeting because he looked crazy. So, we were supposed to zoom. So he felt ashamed and I gave him a few helpful hints, man. This can help change your lifestyle. Sleep, shut eye. I'm telling you this at whatever time it is in the morning. But what I'm saying is that's not the point. The point is you got to have it. You got to do it, okay? No computer, no TV, sleep. Right? White noise. I I was listening to NPR this week as a helpful hint. <laughs> there are there are there's a Swedish podcast and there are two older white Swedish guys who are naming off Furniture parts at Ikea on their podcast. Literally, that's all they do. Why? It's a sleeping podcast. Hilarious. Can you imagine two Swedish white guys just naming off furniture parts at Ikea? That's hella parts. Okay? And they're naming it off very simply. Simply. So I recommend trying something new. Okay, I'm just throwing it out there. That is the true definition of white noise. I'm just saying. So listen, sleep improves your depression. All of these things improve your depression. And I want to make sure that you guys are clear on why we're talking about this. Because we're moving into our next week's topic. I'm so glad that we addressed this today. And that... There is at least common understanding for what this is all about. I really want to encourage you all to pay attention to your bodies and yourselves in this time. I keep calling it the reset, but there's a lot going on out there. If you're stuck at home, if you haven't had a hug, if you hadn't have, haven't had a laugh or a giggle, please make sure that you call and just reach out and talk to someone. Right. Sit up, sit up in your bed. Don't lay in your bed all day. Right. Sit up, look around, go out and get some vitamin D or just open up the window. Right. Believe it or not, people think that vitamin D has to do with a sun rays. It does, but it doesn't have to be sunny for you to get vitamin D. Open up your window, open up your blinds, sit up, look around, pay attention and be blessed I want to shout out to all of you out there who are going through something, trying your hardest to heal, not saying anything while doing it. I appreciate you for listening to this this week. Love who you're with and be with who you love. I'll check you out next wellness Wednesday. I'm out. You're tuned into Craig's Concept with your favorite host, Craig Thibodeau, bringing you the latest. In wellness, investment, and business, please follow and add to your playlist. Make sure you tune in every Wellness Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time.